0: Okay, so hello everyone. It's your host, Madison Sparks from the Career Center.
1: Hello, I'm Matthew Dirtle.
0: This is Your Hired, and today's guest is Regine Russo. She is a very special alumni, a Knox alumni. Some things to highlight about them is that they were listed as the top 40 African American tastemakers worldwide. Also, with that by Sabrina Jackson, and is the co-CEO of Shall We Wine.
2: Hello. How are you both?
0: Good, good. Enjoying the weather, to say the least. It's finally back (laughs) to being nice out.
2: (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today.
0: Can you introduce yourself a bit besides, you know, the wine and the fabulous things that you're doing? Yeah. So
2: just uh, to a a quick point of clarification, I am uh, not the co-CEO of Shall We Wine, but I am the only... I am founder and CEO, so I don't have a partner uh, at this point, but always open to uh, to partnerships just in case that was an invitation from you. Were you trying <laughs> to start working with me? Is that what you were doing?
0: You got to network somehow. <laughs> I got <guess you're> right.
2: <laughs> um, So again, my name is Regine Rousseau. I am class of 1995 uh, Knox College, obviously. And i um, my company is called Shall We Wine. We are an experiential marketing company. And what that means is, we help wine and spirits brands grow their reach through doing in store demos, through um, digital marketing. And so my life really consists of um, learning about wine, teaching about wine, and really helping some small to medium-sized brands uh, find new audiences. Um, in addition to that, I am a writer, um, so actively involved in uh, writing my second book now and taking writing classes and um, just you know, managing a really interesting life through, uh, through COVID.
1: It sounds like you're uh, doing a lot of fun things, a lot of things that you enjoy. And coming from Knox, um, do you have any advice for us students on how to create a successful business or get into careers that are things that we actually are interested in?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I um, I talk about this a lot. I, what, you know, I didn't have a lot of not self-confidence, but confidence in my dreams. I had this very clear idea of the type of life that I wanted to lead, um, but was surrounded by um, well-meaning, fearful people who told me that that wasn't possible. So for me, it, it took quite a while for me to gather the um, the confidence to say, well, you know what, this is what I have in mind for myself and to create that life. So what I would say to students is um, you all have a clue, an instinct, uh, maybe a full blown idea of who you are and what you love. And you have to trust that. I really do believe that if it's in you, uh, and it's a good thing, right, Uh, then it is a part of your destiny. So you need to pay attention to whatever that fire is, whatever uh, excites you, and start to to work towards it. You know, that's why it's there. I, I really believe the universe gives us a clue as to who we are and what we love and that's where we should be spending our energy.
0: Yeah. And to add on to, I feel like sometimes as students, especially like first years and going until your sophomore year, you're like, okay, this is what my parents want me to do. This is what my community and that foundation wants me to do. But you got to do something that's going to make you happy. In the long run, you could be doing something, whether it's a job, a career, whatever path in life that you may take is if you're happy with it, you're going to enjoy it. It's not going to be stress um causing, you know, you want to do something that you love. With that being said, based off how sometimes you can pick a major or pick a certain path in life, and we end up doing something else, So, in what ways has your major impacted your career choice? Because I believe it said that you had a different major from what you're actually doing now, I believe.
2: Yeah. I I don't remember if business was a major uh, way, way back when, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but you know... Here's how I look at it. I I think that I majored in theater, uh, and my interest was directing and uh, playwriting. But all of that came together for me, right? So, whatever you're doing now, we don't have to think of our life as this linear thing. Like, you know, like I'm in college and I decide to major in political science, and I have to go into politics. That's not the way it works. I really do believe, like, my heart was in theater. Um, That's what I wanted to do. So I'm grateful that I followed that path. It made me a stronger writer. I, you know, I'm on TV now. So, you know, that came from theater. I write. That came from theater. So um, it, it all works together. What do you think, Matthew?
1: Um. I mean, your point on, on the idea that you're taking these lessons from theater and taking them and putting them into what you're doing now is is really, um, that, it, that happens a lot nowadays. There's lots of people who um, don't know what they're doing and just join a major um, that is very common, a commonplace major maybe. Um,
0: Especially like at Knox, like Anso and everything else in business, those are becoming very popular because, you know, sometimes you focus on like what's going to pay off. You know, you're spending your four years or your two years at somewhere and like, okay, student loan debt is coming up and bills and things of that nature. I need something that's going to, you know, be more stable. But sometimes, you know, you have to take risks. And to yeah. add on, yeah, sorry, go ahead.
2: No, no, I was going to say, you know, that's real talk, right? Paying the bills is part of growing up and leaving college. And, you know, so I don't make light of that. You know, I've always, you know, had to sustain myself. Um, you know, I, I had to pay for my student loans and, you know, my apartment and all of those things. So those, those are important. And so what I'm saying is that, you know, you can find a job that you love and pays you well, you know, mm-hmm. you can also, like I did have a, a job that pays well and build my business on the side. So yes, take care of yourself. Reality is, you know, <laughs> I, I have to remember we're being recorded, <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta keep it real, but, um, I don't think that you have to sacrifice everything that you love. I think you just you may have to work it a little bit differently than those people who have uh, resources.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And at the Career Center, we have this resource called Focus 2, where you can take different little personality quiz and different interest quiz. And it gives you a different Also, different resources show you like here, there is options with whether it's like theater or music or something that may not be as popular, even trying to find different careers and internships within that that can focus on that interest as well that you probably didn't think of. Because, you know, whether it's helping someone out, there's different ways of helping people, you know, so always finding different little opportunities and things like that is always good to, to know about.
2: Yeah, and also, you know, every talent you have will be utilized if you allow it to, you know, if you are in theater and you decide to, you know, become an engineer, you're still going to have to perform. You're still going to have to make um, uh, presentations, you know, and vice versa. If you are an engineer major and you decide you want to, you know, go into theater. Well, there are technical engineers and so, you know, everything that in is in you can be used if you just give yourself the opportunity.
0: With that being said, I know you talked a little bit about COVID earlier and how it kind of hasn't impacted your experience. How have you worked around COVID and still done successful things within your business?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, March 11th Uh, 2020. I have to remember which year that we're in. Um, My business went from 2020 um, projecting to be my biggest year ever to completely wiped out. Um, So between March 11th and March 13th, I saw my book of business disappear. So, you know, here's what I tell people in any situation there's a morning period, there's a, oh Lord, I can't believe this is happening period, right? And then the question that I ask myself is, what do I have, okay? So even though I didn't have any business because everything we were doing was client facing, I still had things, I had uh, clients, I had connections, I had um, talent. And so what I did was quickly pivoted to doing uh, virtual events. And I I didn't charge for those events. And what I did was it was a way to stay busy. It was a way to stay in front of my clients. It was also a way to bring in a new audience. And I thought to myself, if I created this program uh, through Zoom, then I can figure something out. Uh, so I did my first event March 25th. It took me about two events to figure out that I had a strong following and I could now um, capitalize on this. Right. I could make this a new service. So um, today I, I do virtual events for corporate clients, uh, for you know um, individuals. And then I've, uh, in, I've uh, created a membership site. Uh, for people who want to learn about wine and spirits, So just ask yourself when you're in that moment where you think you've lost everything, you know, as a business person, or you're graduating college, and you're thinking, okay, now what? <laughs> I don't have classes to go to. Um, ask yourself, what do you have? And make a list of that. And that will lead you to your next step.
1: Um, do you think... In, a, in some ways, um, the fact that you have a job that you love so much, that it's about something that you care about, pushed you through that time of uncertainty?
2: That is an excellent question. As many interviews that I've done, no one has asked me that. I say yes. Um, and the reason is because I am fighting for my lifestyle, right? Uh, I, I've been in positions where I worked for companies that were wonderful companies, wonderful people, but was not connected to my mission in life, was not connected to my soul. And so I, I probably, you know, if I got laid off or whatever, I, I wouldn't have like paid begged for the job because I was like, hallelujah, get me out of this place. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, great question. Today, I'm fighting for it because I believe in what I'm doing. You know, it's not just about me. I employ, you know, people and um, I, I make a difference in my clients' lives. So um, I definitely am like, yeah, I need to make sure this this keeps going. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's important to have like a good work environment, especially if some, it's hard, you know, sometimes when you're in the moment of something and it's very negative and trying to think positive and stuff like that. Um, especially with we face different challenges day to day based on, you know, our different backgrounds and experiences of that nature. So what are some challenges or challenges have you faced within your industry?
2: Um, you know, I, I was interviewed, um, I think in January, for an article in Forbes magazine that asked about um, racism in, in the wine industry. You know, my story is so different because I started in the industry years ago, 1998, 99, I thought it was 97, but I lose time. <laughs> I've done so many things. Um but so yes, there have been challenges in terms of racism. Um and 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 the biggest one has been this um this feeling that not just feeling but knowing that people are not expecting to see me walk into a room or, you know, not expecting me to be behind the table or not expecting me to be uh, the hired expert for the evening. So, you know, that is something that I've had to overcome less now than, you know, then because, um, you know, fortunately, with hard work and uh, some luck, you know, people know who I am now. And so it's, it's yes. not a, a big surprise. Um, but yeah, so those are some of the things that I've had to face as an African American woman. As an African American businesswoman, I've also had to face the issue of funding, which I talk a lot about. And I wrote an article recently for Wine Enthusiast magazine that talks about how, you know, Af- African-American businesses are not properly funded. Women businesses are not properly funded. And so those are some of the challenges. Um, But again, like, you know, Matthew so eloquently put it, I am fighting for a business and a lifestyle that I believe in. So, you know, I find a way.
0: I also saw that you were a part of ABLE. So how has the Knox community with being a part of ABLE and different organizations and clubs and groups help you navigate some of the experiences and things that you do with just, you know, graduating and going into your profession and things like that?
2: Yeah. You know, I, um, I love the Knox community because, and I I say this and I'll explain, even though, even during the times when, okay, it's, it's like family, you know, I'll tell you what happened to me and, and, and hopefully you'll get this and you as a young man, Matthew, you will learn from this. So um, one of my favorite people in the world is um, my niece, Anastasia, and she and I are super close, traveled together like she's my girl. And now she's off to college, right? And she came home and she didn't call me like or send me a text. And I was devastated. I'm like, excuse me, I the call? I know. But, you know, and so it made me think about how I was, you know, with my aunts and like I would come to town and, you know, I'm so wrapped up in my world that I didn't call them. So that's the relationship that I, I feel like I've had with Knox, where, you know, even when I was that like runaway kid and I wasn't staying <laughs> connected, um, the Knox community stayed connected with me and called me home. And so I, I'm so grateful for that Um But, yeah, that's my answer. It's helped a lot. And, you know, people from Knox have reached out in support of my business. And so um, that's been great.
0: Yeah, because we rely on our alumni a lot just to hear the experiences, see what they're doing to encouraging for seniors or to the freshmen, you know, because we're all through that community, even if we're away, whether we're taking remote classes or away, because you know we finished and we're on to the next level or the next chapter in life. We're but we're all still close together and to have that united front as a family.
2: Yeah, I didn't know that. Like I, 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 li- I until I got a call from the career center and asked me to speak. I was like, y'all want me to talk? I mean, not that I couldn't, but I I just never even realized that um, there was value in me coming back and sharing. And I'm so glad that I did. And I'm, you know, that's so why when I got the email about the podcast, I'm like, of course I'm doing that. Um, but that's part of it too. Sometimes we don't realize that someone wants to hear from us. Right.
0: <laughs> right. So, Yeah. And it's always good to kind of like in your position to reach back because, you know, we see all these good things that y'all are doing. And it's like, okay this is someone who I can look up to. This is someone who has went through this situation or someone who's gone through this path or they're taking this opportunity. And that's someone I want to be like or someone that has inspired me to do something similar. Because not like going back to what we were saying earlier about like not saying wine is a hobby, but going with something that you might not have thought you could have gone into because that was your passion. So like finding those things like, hey, if they can do what I can too, you know, because giving back doesn't always have to be paper or, you know, money, where a lot of people think like alumni, the only thing we want from alumni is money, but having a basic conversation like how's your day or what are you up to or how can you, what's some advice you can give me or what's this opportunity like for you? Things like that are also very important.
2: It, you are, you are, I'm saying, Amen, 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 yeah. teacher. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I feel you on that one. Yes. So just keep bringing us back. Keep inviting us, and uh, you know, we all we 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 appreciate
1: it. Yeah, we appreciate you too. You know, on on the topic of Knox as a whole, um, could you give us any insight on your kind of beginnings of your career and you know your time studying abroad through Knox? Yeah.
2: So, um, you know, I've been doing this and I actually, maybe you guys can help me. I am trying to get in touch with my host family. Okay. So I'm I'm giving you all a project to help me and um, a family that I met um, when I was there. So I'll send you an email with their names, but I've been calling like literally I've called every day last week and I uh, cannot get through, but um, they were instrumental in um, what, I'm, what I'm doing today. So I studied abroad in Besançon 1993, 94. I was supposed to be there one semester, but just I was like, I'm not coming home. Uh, <laughs> it was just, it was amazing. But I've shared this story um, several times. I'm actually writing about it now. Uh, they, you know, I was invited to their home um, for dinner, and I have no idea why I was invited. So, like, that's a burning question: like, why me? Because there were maybe a dozen of us on this trip, but I, I was the one. And um, the host father owned a wine shop, and so he had. It might have been two bottles, girl, but for me, it felt like and guy, you know, it felt like it was um, a dozen. And he took me through this wine tasting and that was my first entry into wine. And I was fascinated by what I saw and what I heard and the whole culture of wine. And I, I, I don't think if not for that experience, I would be in this business today. So I am looking to reconnect with them. I am looking to say thank you. Um, and I've been to, you know, in the area a few times, like close enough to drive in, and I, I hadn't. I don't know why I didn't, but um, it's really important for me now to, to say thank you. So um, to answer your question, Matthew, um, that was a pivotal moment uh, in my life that I'm so grateful for. Um, and you know, you, you asked about the beginning of my career. So this is really when I struggled because at Knox I was involved in theater and really wanted to go into theater. When I left Knox, I, I took some acting classes, um, but I had this fear of like, how in the world am I going to pay bills, right? Pay student loans, manage. And I like nice things like, you know, <laughs> I'm just, I, I, I'm just, you know, I'm keeping it real. And so um, I, you know, I had a mentor at the time who um, told me about sales. Um, and she said, you know, that's how she made money. It was a great career for her. And that's why I decided to go into sales. And again, that theater background helped a lot because if you're a salesperson, like, you know, you're constantly making presentations, you have to be, open to talking to people. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. I just took a, a, a deep dive down memory la- memory lane.
1: <laughs> no, it absolutely does. I I, uh, I rather enjoyed that. That was a uh, nice story. It makes me want to study abroad next year. Were there things that you wanted to, or that you wished you had spent more time doing?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Um, wish I had spent more time doing. Another year abroad? <laughs> I know you're only
0: allowed once, but that was great for me. So um, they have that fifth year free. So if you ever wanted to come back. What is that? They do it. They're doing it for the seniors or people who want to come back and take like different classes and stuff like that, where they're giving it for free for those for like a fifth year. And a lot of people are taking that opportunity because I also like Matthew was saying about taking or doing a study abroad. And there's so many applications and deadlines and I'm like, dang, I missed this one. I missed that one too. But then I'm like, I really want to have this experience. Cause like hearing from what you were saying and like my friends and like different um, upperclassmen are just like, you know, this going to whatever country has really changed my life. And I'm like, I want my life to be changed for the better too. Like what is that experience? You know? So I, I
2: tell you this, go, go, go. Don't look back. Um, it's, money well spent it's time well spent i have been really fortunate because of my um business to travel you know like i spend a lot of time in europe and um it it, it's worth it it is worth everything it is such an important part of your development and in the way that you learn to connect with people from different cultures you come back and you have conversations with people, and you're like, Yeah, I've, I was in Barcelona. And that opens up a whole new conversation. So I say, Do it. Um, spend more time doing. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have that answer. You know, one of my favorite quotes that someone um, shared with me, I'm no, no longer connected with her. Her name is Dawn Smith. She said, I want to die used. And she goes, by the time I die, I want to have used up all of my stuff. And I do feel like I did that at Knox. You know, I I put on a play. I, I learned about how to put on a play. I I did an honors project. I, you know, I mean, the only thing I could have skipped, I'm, I'm sorry. I am not, like, great at science. <laughs> and it's funny because you have to, like... Have some um, understanding of science and what I do, uh, and I'm like, "Oh Lord, here it comes again." Uh, so that's the only thing. I wish I spent less less time at the was it called the Smack Lab? Yeah, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, they used to give me nightmares. <laughs> but um, no, I feel like I, I, I got so much out of my experience at Knox.
1: That that kind of hurts. I spend most of my days at Smack as a <laughs> physics major. <laughs>
0: Could it be See? me? Mm -mm. I want you to go
2: abroad then. I really need you to go abroad. That's going to heighten everything for you. So do it. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to follow up on you. I have your email address. I'm going to follow up on you. Absolutely. I'll I'll
1: definitely give it a thought. (laughs)
2: You're going to be like, Oh my God, she's like that auntie I never had.
0: (laughs) Like, how's your progress? Study abroad looking like, Hmm. Did you pick your place?
2: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
0: What has been, like, your best memory at Knox? Because I know there's, like, different challenges and stuff like that that students do, but there's always, like, that one memory that you can, like, never forget, whether that's a Flunk Day thing or just anything.
2: Yeah, you know what? For me, I'm, I've always been very, um, like, goal-oriented, so it wouldn't be something as fun as Flunk Day. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was putting on uh, For Color Girls production. Like that was amazing to me. And, um, you know, being in an environment that supported, you know, like, hey, you wanna put on a play? Sure, you can do that. Um, And then, you know, just having the support of not just the faculty uh, administration, but more importantly, the students. Who came together and said, "Yeah, you know, we believe in what you're doing, and we want to be a part of that." Um, you know, I'm such a doer that in that moment, I don't know if I really, it, I, I really felt how awesome that was. But you know, twenty something, thirty, whatever year—I <laughs> don't want to do the math. Uh, later, it's uh, it's incredible, and it is like one of my best memories of being at Knox
0: hmm Our theater programs and the stuff that we do with that is, has grown, like, I can't even speak, but it has grown a lot, like, seeing it from where it was before and where it is now, whether it's talking to the professors or hearing from different alumni who did theater or did something with the arts in general, like, we have a whole building now where before they didn't have that resource or that yeah. place to really do things that you know we want to do because in the U.S. a lot of times like anything with arts is underfunded you know but if it's a sport or something else you always have the money for that so now seeing that change on campus and at other places as well is cool to see
2: you are really selling that fifth year aren't you <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> back. I may have to sign up for that
0: Before we go, I definitely want to say I definitely appreciate you coming and meeting you and hearing all the amazing things about you. Everyone in the office is like, you have to meet her. You have to meet her. I'm like, "Okay, I'm signing up. I'm going to meet her.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. Uh, It's a pleasure and I hope to be back on campus soon.